1: Hi, how are you? This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and this is the Mindfully Integrative Show. And today we have a chat with the wonderful Avital Miller, and she is going to guide you and discuss with you her talk about her book, talk about wellness and how she is kind of a spiritual leader in um, the, I would say in the integrative health space, but how she's helping others in many aspects. So welcome to the show and thanks for coming on.
2: Thank you so much. You
1: have such a wonderful show that I'm so excited to be on it. I'm so glad you took the time. I know that it's hard, you know, everybody's time is so precious. So I appreciate it. Um, So as I tell everyone on the show and just kind of discuss, what is a little um fun fact that people may not be able to find and get to know you about?
2: A fun fact about me that nobody can find? Like, what have I not shared with the world? I don't um,
1: know. <laughs> I mean, maybe the average person may not know. I mean, I know anyone on the show doesn't know you yet, so. Yeah. But a little something that, you know, that you would like to share.
2: My goodness. Well, a fun, everything's exposed. I I can't think of what's, like, not exposed.
1: Oh, well, then just tell, then you can just, you can bring up one of those, anything. Because I bet you that someone has not met you yet, so that.
2: Yes. Well, I'm a dancer, and... (laughs) (laughs) um but people often ask me to teach a technique class still and I say no you don't do that anymore I do take technique classes Uh, but to me a a greater authenticity is just dancing from your heart in the moment and so when I work with dance with other people I focus more on the connection with yourself with others and with the divine
1: that's beautiful. I love it. And so, do you feel like you're always having um, moments of dancing within your life? Like, do you do you take the um, steps or the things that you've learned and kind of incorporate them throughout your your work? Well, life is a dance, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, have dance actually, in a good way, bad, whatever that is. Is that do you kind of incorporate those things throughout your life? Absolutely. And I do have a
2: couple blog posts where I make analogies of dance with real life. And there's a lot of ways in which it comes up because it's, it's, how do you dance? How do you move in flow with another person? And how do you, like, if, if you're going to be a follower in a moment, like, how do you make it really easy for them to lead you and for you to be perceptive in the moment to respond easily, to be intuitive. So you create a harmonious flow in your conversations. In the work that you're doing, in the activities that you create, and and tapping into this divine flow. And what I do too is I look for where are the dances flowing the most harmoniously in my life, and focus the attention there. And it, it's so I am. We're going to be talking about my book, Healing Happens, and a lot of all of these projects that I've created. One of the main themes that comes out of the concepts of my books, this is people healing beyond what was expected, and just understanding what did they do, what are things that we can repeat, and these are all these experts that are in there. Uh, but I so I pulled out these full body success mastery strategies. The first one is reason to live, and this is this is when people turn the table. That's pretty for,
1: Life purpose.
2: Life purpose is huge. Life purpose is huge. And, and it's, it's doing, doing what you love. The people who survive terminal diagnoses more frequently are focused on what they want to be living for. There's something in them that just says, yeah, well, I want to take care of my nine cats. I want to finish watching the soap opera series. I mean, it's typical things like wanting to have your, your kids grow up, you know, and be there for them, right? Watch your grandkid go down the aisle. Um, but there's these more unique stories as well. And what I've been doing is integrating part of my business is just taking that, that top theme and creating fun events for people. And there's an event coming up called Valentine's Soiree, which is a charity event and combines a whole bunch of things. And I I have never seen a dance so beautiful in the creation phase as this Valentine's Soiree. My book is like a second runner up, um, but the the Valentine's Soiree, the number of people coming together and the ideas that are coming out and the excitement for this event is absolutely phenomenal and a beautiful dance to watch. And it's like, one person starts dancing on the street and all these other people want to join in constantly
1: more and more people. <laughs> I'm not a great dancer, but I'll jump. I'm like, yeah, it's like addicting. Like if you see it, like, I mean, I get shy at first, but then you kind of get moving, get moving.
2: Yeah. To be a great dancer is to express your heart. It's to express what you're feeling inside. It's to move authentically to who you are. That's also why I'm careful to teach technique classes because then you're trying to fit a form that isn't
1: you. Oh, very interesting. So you're trying to really mold the person to being who they are instead of molding them into a certain stepper way.
2: Yeah. So I bet you are a beautiful dancer.
1: Just <laughs> needed somebody to let you know. <laughs> I just flow. <laughs> and then my, my son will do his little, uh, Twirl while we're, while, while we're listening to this, one of his little toddler songs.
2: <laughs> oh, so nice. <laughs> yeah. Like so, yeah kids me. are a great example for that natural synergistic flow because they're not as caught up
1: in the mind. So they're just moving from the heart and from the spirit. So cute. The little touch. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about yourself and how you kind of came into trying to transition your life to, um, you know help heal, you know, and, and of course I want us to talk about your book too, but let's yeah. start with you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When I grew up in a family where it's really good to get great grades, get a great job. And I, I really focused on that. I was really good at it. <laughs> I went to a top 20 school, Washington university. I got a bachelor of science, mechanical engineering,
1: and a major in dance just because I wanted to dance. Super smart. And you're still super creative. <laughs> I I use both sides of the brain. Yeah. Um, thank you for the compliment. Yeah. And excellent. Mechanical engineering is not a, a little nothing. It's not. No, it's <laughs> a lot of work.
2: <laughs> you have to, if you were, remember those of you who haven't done engineering, you know, at least this type of engineering. And if you remember math class and uh you might have had a math problem that was a few lines well make that 30 pages <laughs> 30 page math problems in college yes um quite fun it's like writing a book of a math problem <laughs> all of these mini books um, I, can imagine. <laughs> and I, I i did the job thing really well i beat out my entire class and all the computer science people. I wouldn't say to sleep beat them out, but I just was the only person hired as a program manager at Microsoft straight out of college. So I'm, I'm, I'm flying, you know, I'm up there and then it's a great company. And I'm like, Ugh, I, I don't think this is me, but how many of us really know what we want to be for life at age 20? And back then don't be confused if I look younger than I am. Um, <laughs> this is over 20 years ago. So I know, back then we, we look young. <laughs> I know you you have pretty much picked your career for life. Um, and so, okay. You know, my family were all engineers. I was good at it, obviously. And I was able to get this great job, but it wasn't for me. And I basically secretly planned my escape. So I started saving up money. I sold my condo and I started traveling around the world, which just opened me up to a different way of thinking. By this point, I was already practicing yoga and Pilates. So I'm practicing that everywhere I go and everyone's approaching me, asking me to teach them. And I was like, oh, that must be my next calling. And then I go back home and I get all the certifications and more certifications. And I'm a yoga teacher trainer and I'm a fitness director. I have to do 25 to 30 classes all over town. So they started calling me the Energizer Bunny. And that was a little discerning. To have that label and be so proud of it. I always had concepts about natural energy from when I was born. And if you don't feel energetic, you need to shift something. So what happens? I start having issues with fatigue. I'm like, what's going on here? You know, and I loved my life. So I had to take a deeper look because my hair was falling out. My muscles were turning to fat. I was getting weaker than my students. And you'd imagine the same concern, you know, Damaris, like if if you were losing your voice, could I keep doing this podcast? Could I help other clients and other people in the way that I have been? And that's the wonder that starts to happen because the doctors weren't finding out right away what was going on with me. And I'm just getting sicker and sicker.
1: Right. And I mean, I'm, I'm obviously, as you listen to the podcast, I'm a big advocate for talking about your self-care and what is going on and looking beyond the general stuff. And most providers that aren't uh, familiar in functional and integrative health are not going to really listen to you, unfortunately, or they need to be opened up, right? Their minds Mm -hmm. need to be changed. So what were you, what did you do in this time when your hair was falling out, your, your tired fatigue, you know, as we call it, adrenal fatigue, probably, Something beyond that. What 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 happened? What what shifted for you? Because you were doing yoga, right? You were meditating. Yeah.
2: But well, I wasn't meditating obvious- that much yet. Okay, uh, but I was doing yoga. I was doing fitness. I didn't feel like I was patient enough for meditation. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, but that comes very soon because I'm like, okay, I have to do that now, and I figured out how to make it work. The key is more just how to figure yourself out to make a habit. And I was a fitness director. So I hired a Buddhist monk uh, who came in for an hour a week. And I just made sure I did whatever I could to be there for that hour. And that was how I started once a week. He gave a talk half the time and then we meditated. So it's not a a full hour meditation. Um, And then what was happening, I mean, we'll rewind a little bit too, is I just, I did research the doctors aren't figuring out, okay, let me read up.
1: And oh, I good. figured out. I'm glad out, like, you researched. I'm glad.
2: <laughs> yeah. Th- there's warning with this too, because symptoms
1: are similar when you read it online from one disease to the next. That is so, the Google, as we call them, Google MD, <laughs> right? So there's, there's an interpretation that you do need some change. So there's that disclaimer, as I would say, Google MD. But. If you have good intention, hopefully you'll go in the right direction.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So just don't get paranoid by everything you find on the internet. And the key was, I was also looking at what did the doctors already test and what did those numbers say? Thyroid numbers were slightly low. Oh, check the antibodies, the thyroid antibodies. And then I'm like, okay, you have Hashimoto's. Oh, you <clears throat> Yeah, so that was the key, and then they put me on medicine, and they just send me out the door,
1: and that's it for that was life. Ah, oh, they didn't do anything else. Oh, poor thing.
2: That no. was it. That was it. But so you have to remember, I talked about the concept of reason to live before, and I, I just, I could see myself helping tons of people in the future. So I thought, there's no way this is really going to get in the way no way it's going to completely get in the way. Um, so let me figure out how to live with it. And I will just do my best. Kind of like an arranged marriage. <laughs> you know, you're know you with this person the rest of your life. So let's make the best of this. Let's figure right. out, let's learn about them. Let's see oh how to be gosh. a good partner with them. And I, now that I knew specifically what it was, then I could read about that. Then I could Look at the internet. Then I could go to different types of health and healing practitioners. When you start the conversation, it, it, you know everything opens up to learning more about your health. And I just kept getting so much more insight about what organic was and processed food and how that bad that is and the chemicals that you use to clean your home. And I'm just going through one at a time, cleaning everything up. And I'm starting to feel balanced while I'm on the medicine, which is great. And I'm taking all these tinctures and doing all these elimination diets. You know, I'm doing the food allergies. We went through a number of different types of tests too, to understand my health inside and
1: out. Of course. You went to a functional practitioner, probably. I went to a few different kinds. Definitely. Yeah. And ones, that,
2: <laughs> ones that knew, like I was an acupuncturist who did all this amazing Uh-oh. research and he was also an MD. So he could,
1: right cross all planes. He was an integrative health practitioner as we would call him
0: now. That's what you call it. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, they just, you know, there's no real names, but it's basically any provider that is taking a a complementary change approach. That's not traditional, but using it in the way to make it, but the functional part when you were doing that, the testing, that's another Mm -hmm. additive part too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And he had the most interesting tests, but I would just ask like, who's the best endocrinologist? And I would go even if it was an hour drive. <laughs> like I would go to them and I also um at a certain point though really wanted to dive into the meditation. Uh what happened was when I went to the yoga teacher training at this community cuz so I lived in a yoga community for the teacher training for a month. And I was like, you know, these people are solid. I, I, and I'm realizing emotionally I'm not in the best place at this time. I also married somebody, and it was abusive, um, ver- verbal. I mean, he hit himself. That was traumatic. Um, he started throwing me things, so I got out of there before I was the next thing. Um, <clears throat> but it, I'm I'm going to this community, and I'm like, okay, like something is off emotionally, so, and I I know you guys know the answer. I ended up moving there. Um, but when I started meditating, the doctor started tapering me off the medicine. So it was a joke that I went from meditation, medication to meditation.
1: Right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of studies, um, throughout and evidence-based, um, that there's a lot of, um, patients that will go, decrease their medication, not everything, but like medications. And then they, yeah. cause they are meditating more because the body is, is just an amazing, um, a form of energy, as you'll talk more about, as you can discuss and yeah. you understand now, probably even more. Yeah, yeah.
2: And you know, we can talk about meditation on a spiritual front, but ultimately stress is one of the biggest causes of disease. So if you're agree. de-stressing through meditation or walking in the forest or restorative yoga, right. you're getting the de stressing. So it's very, very healing for your body. And of course, I was doing all of those things. And that's where I was like. Like the doctors didn't say this was possible. Yeah, and the average doctor won't
1: tell you. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm so glad you found it though.
2: I know. When and do you know that notice this, Damaris, that like if you're gonna go buy a new, let's say a, a red Honda, then you start seeing red Hondas everywhere. You know, your the intention CRV, is there, red CRVs. Yes, yes. So, you know, the um what is, what is the term? But the, the mind automatically does that. It notices things that it's already paying attention to. So I'm running into all these stories of people who were given all kinds of terminal diagnosis and a few months or a few hours to live, but I'm meeting them years later. You know, they're walking, they're not bedridden, they're fully functional, they're living, they're healthy. And oh, if there's this many stories, more people need to know, right? Some of those people had individual books of their story, but what's more believable? Multiple stories. Very true. Yeah. So that's where my book Healing Happens was also born. And that's my story. And that's interviews with 17 of the health and healing experts. Uh, So there's more interviews on my podcast And, and it shares their story or the story of them working with a client and some of their tips. So it's, it's amazing to see the things that we can do in like a minute or two to feel a quick boost of our energy, of our joy. And, you know, I know we're not supposed to say like, do these things really cause the health changes or not? Uh, But just, you know, you kind of have a prognosis
0: before and after.
1: You can say it. So, (laughs) you know, you can. So I'm not here to um, tell someone that it's right or wrong evidence-based research is evidence-based, but it's, it's actually kind of old. I mean, when you think about health, I mean, all of the, it's 5,000 years old, you know, years old and you can talk about it. If it doesn't, if it seems like it's esoteric, it probably isn't, but to the average person, it may seem. So you're not saying anything that, you know, you're just, you're saying, Hey, let's do something, you know? (laughs)
2: Yeah. 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 And I just, I made a list of what were the top success strategies that each of these people used, pick the four top. So I call them full body success mastery and realize too, if you ever notice the success strategies you use in one area of life, you can repeat in other areas of life. They apply in all areas of life, which sort of broadened out my speaking audience. At first, it was spiritual groups or health and healing groups. Uh, but then I realized this is what I'm doing for my business. So I started talking to entrepreneurs as well. Uh, things continue to evolve from there for my story. But hopefully that answers the basics of what is my story and how did I get into creating this book?
1: I love it. Um, I would love it. I mean, do you want to talk a little bit more about your book or... Um... We still have a few minutes. I'd love for you to discuss anything. Like if you want to talk a a little bit more on that and, you know, I want people to reach out to you, but I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about your upcoming book that you've written. Yeah. And the first thing I actually want to say about the book
2: is if you feel the inspiration to do something, do it. And if you don't feel like you're that great at it, do it. I was held back in school for my writing abilities. Now I mentioned I'm great at math. I was not at writing.
1: This book, writer, I can talk it, a lot, but I didn't write well until recently. I got better. Yeah.
2: yeah, this book hit bestseller on Amazon before it was launched. It won four awards.
1: Uh, so, Congratulations! That's amazing. You. That's awesome. <laughs> That's like awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I
2: I just recommend doing it and figuring out how to make it happen, and. Uh, what are the four full body success mastery strategies? And I could share briefly here. And then, of course, in, in my programs, you get the deeper dive and the techniques of how to actually actualize these things. And I already told you number one, it's reason to live. And I also mentioned that I'm a dancer. And the value of movement helps seed things into your body. It keeps you alive and awake. So what we're going to do is put our hands on our heart and reach our arms forward and open as you say reason to live. Because it's a vast, wide opportunity of space of what you can choose. And a lot of us are not realizing what our reason to live or allowing ourselves to live for that because of some judgment along the way or belief that you're not good enough. Uh, So allow yourself to whatever vision you see, do it. That's your reason to live. And here's the key. When you start telling people, they start telling you how difficult it is, how challenging it's going to be. Maybe you don't have the skills, the talents. So what I say is put one hand on your hip, put one arm forward, and you're going to shake it. And you're going to shake your hand. You're going to say, don't listen to everything. A little bit of attitude there. Don't listen to everything. Yes. (laughs) This isn't just my story of healing beyond what was expected. Uh, We have Marine Bell was given six to eight weeks to live. And just as predicted after the two months she's in hospice care on all of the machines, ready to die any moment, her son comes to visit. Uh, and he says to her, you know, I remember the strong single mom who raised me who knew about natural healing. Why didn't you fight? She goes, oh my God, do I have a choice? Literally the only shift she made at that point was deciding that she had a choice and then making the choice. And she started getting better. You can read more about her story. Um, <laughs> it's a fascinating story. There's a lot of lessons from it. So that's the end of the book. You, have to, you should read the book in order.
1: <laughs> well,
2: I will. <laughs> Some people will jump to the end of the book. Number three, you do what you can do. We're, we could talk about the book, this one gal, she had lupus. She was a doctor. So she knew there's no cure for lupus. She falls in love. He invites her to get married, but she says, you know, I don't have a long life and all these things are going to happen. I'm going to deteriorate. I can't have kids. Look like, no, no, it's okay. I, I want to marry you. And she's thrilled. Oh my God. She never thought she was going to get married. She's like, well, I'm going to look great. He happened to be a trainer. She was a vegetarian. It ended up being a vegan diet, which she hadn't done before. A few months later, they they moved fast. A few months later, before the wedding, she has her routine lupus test. Gone. That was about 15 years ago. Gone. All she did was change her diet, drank a lot of water.
1: Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, I... I could talk about that in a whole other con whole other conversation, but yeah. So lupus markers and and anti-inflammatory markers can be changed by just what you're putting in your body, Mm -hmm. but how the fact that she took the time to do that. Oh, but the Mm -hmm. conversation of having that and interviewing someone that you feel is healing. Oh, it's, it doesn't, it found, isn't it profound?
2: Hi, well, if, if i tell her full story, I usually start crying when I tell it.
1: Oh, I can't wait to read it. I can't wait for other people <laughs> to understand because we're on the other side of seeing change, but I think it's really, it's neat when you, when the listeners can hear that there is some hope. And I think that's when I had this podcast I was telling you as a passion, because I really want people to understand that there is, they have the, um, the actionable steps once they take them the time and to do, to make change.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And she was focusing on her reason to live, but here's the number three is that do what you can do. And you just circle your hands in front of your heart. That's an energy healing movement. So do what you can do. She did what she could do. She wanted to look great for her wedding. She was oh, able to change her diet for that. Awesome. Yeah. She, she says it. She says it, it was vanity. Um, you do what you can do. You do what inspires you <laughs> and look at all the lives that she's saving now because of that. Cause she's been able to expand her medicine practice.
1: And like what you said there, do what you can do, but do what inspires you to do. Mm-hmm. Love that. That is oh, yeah. key right there. So oh, yeah. uh, what's the fourth? Yeah. I'm, I'm, the fourth. Well, I mean, I'm going to be reading your book, but I'm going to a little tit, <laughs>
2: a little tit. Yeah. You're going to raise your arms up to the heavens and you're going to sing this. It's a question. You're going to ask, what is the gift? What's what is the, the gift? gift? Oh, cool. So here's the deal. I don't believe that disease comes because of some divine retribution for anything that you've done wrong. And there's people who change their jobs, move cities, get out of a nasty relationship and they start healing. And then there's people like these ones that I've mentioned who were healing and then sharing that gift of what they learned with other people. So they they got gifts out of the situation and uh, are you going to feel good if you're sitting there nervous? You know, think about going to the emergency room. Those of you who've been in a waiting room, in a hospital, especially an emergency room, everyone's nervous. Everyone's freaked out. They're in pain. They don't know how long it's going to be till they're seen. They don't know what's wrong. They don't know if they can heal. And you're just getting worse and worse and worse while you're sitting there. So imagine how you feel when you're thinking that and you're feeling everyone else, you know, thinking that. Okay, so what if you're sitting there and you're raising your arms up and you're singing, what is the gift? They might send you to the loony hospital instead, but you're gonna feel better. You're gonna feel better. So you don't need to deny, ignore whatever the pain, whatever the challenges are. Um, But if you focus your mind more on, is there something that I'm learning that I'm growing? Is there something that this is gonna help me to share with other people? You're gonna feel better.
1: Beautiful. Oh, thank you so much for sharing this. I, I think that someone needs to hear some parts of this because I mean, as you and I know, um, we've had our own journeys and had to figure out a different way. And I think that, uh, someone here needs to know and, and, and get an idea of change because it can happen. Mm -hmm. I love that. I can't wait for, to, you know, dive in more. Um, so As we start to end the show, how can those reach you or do you have any upcoming events that are coming? So I'll have them in the show notes, but I'd love for you to share a little bit.
2: Yes. Yes. We were just talking about my book, Healing Happens. So you go to healinghappensbook.com. That'll get you onto the whole website. So that's where you get the podcast. You get the online course with the full-bodied success mastery. That's the first thing I want to tell you. Second thing I want to tell you is the upcoming event that I encourage you to come to that's going to be getting into the fun side, but I've kind of brought personal development to the party. So there's some growth opportunity within the fun. And this is called Valentine's Soiree. Valentine is singular. And you just go to valentinesoiree.com. Soiree is S-O-I-R-E-E. Valentinesoire.com. And we're going to work on a hotel block for people who are traveling in for this event. So you're welcome to come from anywhere for this event. When is this event? It's Valentine's weekend? Valentine's weekend, February 12th. This is a charity event and it's for no kid hungry. One out of every six kids in America is at risk of being hungry. So imagine a first world country that's having these challenges. So let's help these kids as well
1: sounds awesome. I can't wait to yeah. put those in the show notes and let everyone know about it and yeah. to reach you. Yes. Um, and so that's Valentine's weekend. So I want to make sure we, um, you know, really want to get as many people we as we can uh, on this show or just anywhere at this to let them know. Um, thank you. Thank awesome. you. So I'm really excited for you. Have you done this a few years, right? Or have well, you this been going is a, to this an event? It's an event.
2: It's an event. Yes. This is my third year hosting a Valentine's event. It's been my favorite event each year. Uh it was very different the last two years because we had a pandemic. <laughs> so yeah, you had to um, shift. We shifted, but then that created something new. And now I'm combining all of that and adding on to it. So the big key to know is that we're having dancing, we're having dance performing, we're having a date auction, which is going to be wonderful for the charity. And we are having a fashion show. That's
1: so cool. Aww, and the sponsors
2: get outfits made and get to walk the runway. So we're going to talk about beauty being within all of us, not just inside, but also outside.
1: That's amazing. And mm-hmm. where is your event physically located?
2: Physically in Denver,
1: Colorado. Okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, and yep. then, uh, but you also have an online portion of this event too, correct? Or is it like partial? Is it part? Is it going to be videoed at all that people can come and see if they can't we, join you directly? We are. I love you're
2: asking that because eventually. I used to, on New Year's, can I say this? Do I have time? On New Year's Eve. You
1: absolutely have time.
2: Yeah. Okay. I should tell this story. And I still have have one more um, offer for people. Um, On New Year's Eve, I used to always visit. My dad lived in Canada. I lived in Maryland. And so I would always be with my dad in Canada. And remember, sensitive health. So I would be sick every New Year's Eve. Thank goodness, you know, I'm I'm past that. And my health doesn't, doesn't go like that anymore. Every year, clockwork. So I'd have to stay home while everyone else went out. And you might remember MTV, Canadians had VH1. This is YouTube (laughs) music videos, but a TV station of them. And so I would watch VH1 and they would always live stream in, in this big party onto TV. (laughs) And so right now we're going to live stream onto social media. And in the future, maybe we're already ready this year because I'm saying it right now, I would love this event to be live streamed on to TV. We're going to have all sorts of entertainers throughout this event. So there's going to constantly be something going on that is interesting. We're also making a book out of the event. It's going to be in a
1: magazine. Um. (laughs) You definitely can with all of the things available with streaming and Um, I believe that it it is absolutely possible.
2: Yeah. Well, we already have the videographer set up to do live streaming to social media. So that's definitely happening. Follow me, Avital Miller on Facebook and you'll find it.
0: Love Um, it.
2: Yeah. And I did create a Facebook invitation for Valentine's Soiree. Um, So we'll see if we can live stream there. And then I wanted to invite people because I talked about being the Energizer Bunny. How do we naturally quickly shift our energy? And I created a webinar that I would love to invite you all to complimentary called Energize Your Life, Three Keys to Unlock Unlimited Energy. And just go to Unlock Unlimited Energy to sign up for the next one.
1: Oh, that's amazing. And I um I want to make sure I, I'll have all those websites and in your um on the show notes so that people can reach you. So thank, thank you, you so much again for coming out and, you know, just taking your time to um, help those that are, you know, really mindfully trying to find uh, an integrative each and every day for themselves. And um, do you have anything else you'd like to add for them before we go? Sing your sweet song. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, thanks again. Um, I appreciate you being on the show and um, thank you, listeners, for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative show. Have a wonderful day, whatever that is for you. Thank
0: you. Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G, reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.